And if the blockchain can free people's distances, get somebody in 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 Philippines to invest in Africa without looking too far as to where the location is, after that, that kind of technology can actually break that that gap because then there is nobody in between. You just want to take the best opportunity you can get, and Africa can showcase it on the blockchain. For me, it was a no-brainer. We had to push for it. Welcome to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and on this weekly podcast, I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano. And if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards. And today we're joined by Mercy, Steve, Sydney, and Genty from the West Africa Decentralized Alliance, aka WADA. Uh, a project which aims to connect West African developers and entrepreneurs to the Cardano ecosystem. So thanks everyone for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. As mentioned earlier, this is my first podcast with multiple guests. So it's a, it feels like a bit of a, a party at the moment. So it's got to be a fun one, I think. Yeah, parties are good. The parties are good. All righty. So let's uh, kick things off. Um, well, since we've got the four of you, can we do a a brief introduction on 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 who you guys are and, and what you do. So maybe we could start with Mercy first. Yeah. So my, my name is Mercy, um, and um, I am in charge of coordination in water. Coordination on water. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sydney. Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, name Sydney Nicholas. Uh, I am uh, managing. Uh, projects in, in WADA, so um, and helping out in, in other various ways. Um, yeah, and my background is in tech and, of course, uh, learning a lot about crypto, so yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve, and then we'll go Genty. I'm Steve Lockhart. I've been part of the WADA team since we went into the Fund 4 proposal process. So we, uh, I don't know. They, they asked me to join and I was very honored. And so I did. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here, I guess. All right. Cool. And Genty. Um, also with WADA uh, since uh, Fund4. Four. Fund four. Uh, we got the pleasure of being funded for one of our projects. And yeah. within WADA, I uh, also have established uh, uh, hubs uh, in the Central Africa region, uh, yeah. in particular in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, okay, cool. Alrighty, so thanks for the intros. Now let's do a little intro on that on the project. So, what is WADA, and what was the inspiration behind creating a project like this? So, um, I have been, uh, you know, in Cardano world since uh, very late 2017, 2018, and you know, we all know how Charles is able to articulate what the whole blockchain um, uh, world is, and you know, the problems that. Uh, Cardano in particular can solve. And, um, you know, sometimes he's talking and he's talking about um, Ethiopia and he's talking about um, um, Nigeria and he's getting closer and closer to Ghana. And, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, this thing is, is coming, it's coming, it's good for Africa and it, it will get to Ghana. Uh, but as time went on, uh, I began to realize that um, 
I mean, this thing has to be done uh, by us, you know, like there's just so much to be done that this is not something that um, IOG can do or, you know, any one entity can do. So a few of us got together and then we formed WADA, uh, obviously, uh, last year when Project Catalyst came into being, that was a big uh, impetus for us because, you know, we're able to put our, our thoughts on paper and we're able to present that uh, for funding even though it took quite a few uh, funding rounds for us to actually get any funding, it did help us to see that this dream was possible. Um, you know, just the articulation and just sharing that and bringing people in just made us see that this is something that can be done. And, um, you know, uh, looking at Africa, uh, there, there, there was one time that I, I said that blockchain was actually made for Africa and, and it is made for Africa in terms of all the things that, we are seeing uh, what they're uh, able to do. Okay, so you said this is kind of a good use case for, for Africa. So could you elaborate a little bit on that? So what why is blockchain, crypto, and decentralization, why is that a, an important thing for, obviously I think it's an important thing for the world, but um, considering your focus is on West Africa, why do you think all this new technology is important for, for Africa? First of all, uh, for, for Africa, uh, for me, I joined, for example, Cardano and also WADA. As Mercy said, uh, this cannot be done by an organization. All the uh, participants, uh, all the activities are better when they are originating from the roots. Uh, so the same way uh, Mercy was saying that they were talking about Ethiopia, Nigeria, and uh, she felt the need to push it into Ghana. But the same way I also looked at it and say, I'm going to contribute and make it happen also for the Congo. Uh, because we, we can help. Basically, we can give ourselves and push it. And in my case, the blockchain, it's a new technology. And I think for Africa, I just feel like we cannot miss this opportunity. Like uh, the means to catch up, if you will, is that you can only catch up if you take the next wave. So we're going to target all the waves that are coming. And the blockchain, what I like about it is that uh, there has been a... a a lot of failures in terms of political organization, economic organization, even financial organizations. So the economic system in the world has set up uh, Africa in a position which is not very favorable. And uh, in my studies as an economist, uh, one of the first principles they had been telling me to look for was that capital will always go where it is scarce. And I didn't see that happen in my, all my studies. So I ended up looking at it as if this is, a, this is a problem of structure. It's not really that Africa is not attractive. It's only that it's just on an island and nobody can reach that island. Uh, and if the blockchain can free people's distances, get somebody in uh, in uh, in Philippines to invest in Africa without looking too far as to where the location is, I've thought that that kind of technology can actually break that, that gap uh, because then there is nobody in between. You just want to take the best opportunity you can get and Africa can showcase it on the blockchain. For me, it was a no-brainer. We had to push for it. From like a, a market's perspective, there's, there's like a, a disconnect between parts of the world and other parts of the world and maybe blockchain is a, a tool to help bridge very, those those gaps yeah, very much so uh, in terms of financial transactions uh, we know that there is a lot of money that for example come out of africa uh, but when you want to send money in africa 
the cost, the fees, the transfer fees. The World Bank had been writing reports as to how much money people who want to send money to Africa are losing just for the transactions. Mm. So that middleman alone, if we get rid of that middleman, those are billions of dollars that get to the pocket of the beneficiaries. And mm. let alone that, once we open up uh, that path, then the whole risky assets, you know, like emerging market, always risky. But Africa is kind of especially risky place in some minds. So when the blockchain makes it uh, blind, then the people are going to feel the risk by the rewards. Mm -hmm. I love when you mentioned trying to catch the next wave, because in a sense, that's uh, what what I'm trying to do and what a lot of people are trying to do. They, they foresee as this being like a, a world-changing uh, technology. But in terms of waves, this is probably the biggest wave we've seen in a very long time. Uh, so we're, we're quickly learning how to surf, I guess. <laughs> the better we can surf the wave, the better. Um, so we've touched on a, a couple of problems uh, and like opportunities, I guess. Could you elaborate a bit more on how WADA is, is aiming to address some of these problems? Like what are some, some ways that WADA specifically is, is trying to tackle some of these and take advantage of some of these opportunities? Basically, you can look at it as a, as a, as a as, I mean, this word is thrown around a lot, but a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. So basically, you know, in, in short, what we're looking to do is connect people um, who have um, challenges that they want to solve with people who can help them solve those challenges, whether that happens on the continent or, you know, you know, just within the continent or whether it happens, you know, uh, from assistance outside the continent. And then there's also this component of the diaspora, which I'm in the diaspora um, uh, outside of Detroit, Michigan. Um, and, you know, connecting, you know, specifically African-Americans in, in the U.S. Uh, to the continent as well, because it's a huge opportunity. And um, in this country, uh, opportunity has been in short order at some level. And it's an opportunity for um, an emerging economy uh, or to participate in an emerging economy, both on the continent and then also uh, with crypto. Okay. And so on your Twitter, one thing I really like is it says we add to multiply. Can anyone uh, speak to the meaning behind that? Because I'm, I'm sure there's some, some meaning behind that and why you think it's important because it made the the Twitter description, the Twitter bio. So there must be some meaning for that because it's a cool quote. And I think at, at a glance, we all can know what that means, but where did that originate from? We add to multiply. So, so that actually came from um, um, our team from Cameroon. So we have a tech lead, uh, Manfo and uh, Megan, uh, they're currently in Cameroon. And when they joined us um, in fan four, uh, that's what they brought, you know, uh, and we had to multiply. And at that time, it, it, it just showed so much mm. how, how uh, networking and partnerships, you know, how, how beneficial it is. Because sometimes, you know, like in our minds, we just think that, oh, you know, like uh, I've made a friend. His name is Steve. But then, you know, it, it's just his whole network, right, that he brings. So it's not just um, a Steve. It's, 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 it's him and all the connections uh, 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 that he brings. And for us, what it means for us in, in, in WADA, and that's what Sydney is trying to explain in terms of, you know, like sometimes we really don't know what to call it. Um, you know, like what, what, what is this thing called? Um, is it a DAO? You know, what is it called? But it, it's basically that resource sharing. You know, it becomes a network whereby 
um, uh, as we, you know, as we add and um, as we bring in people, we become, you know, we become bigger, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, basically that's, that's, uh, uh, that's why we love that saying uh, so much in terms yeah, of, you know, that. bringing more people and then, you know, sort of um, becoming more, it's a bit like Ubuntu, right? Uh, you are because I am, uh, and uh, we become more because we are together. It's just yeah. that connection. Yeah, we're definitely stronger, stronger together. Uh, and it, in a way, it kind of reminds me of the the um, the quote on input outputs Twitter, where it says cascading disruption. Like in a way, that's mm. kind of similar. Like with when you add people together, that multiplies the mm. that that cascading effect. Um. So we was talking about kind of networking and bringing people together and collaborating and then kind of combining our forces towards a common goal. Um, what are some, like the progress that you've made uh, so far on this project? Like how many people have come on board to help? Uh, have there been hubs kind of established throughout West Africa? What are some kind of um, some, some victories that you've had in the, the project so far? You know, since I got to know Mercy, first, you know, through uh, Cardano's Telegram groups um, that's really exploded. You know, like we, we started talking with one another in November, I think, and, and over December and January, you know, I, I really, what I, what I love about this, you know, WADA and what we're trying to do here is that it's, uh, it's kind of like some of the some of the seminal athletes that I've, I've watched through my life, you know, like Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, you know, like early in their careers, everybody recognizes how great they are, but they've got, they've got like weaknesses, you know, like when, when people said to his face that Michael Jordan had problems with defense, it pissed him off, you know, and he got, he turned what, what everybody considered a disadvantage into an advantage and to the point that, you know, he was repeatedly named the defensive player of the year. And Tiger Woods kind of went through the same evolution and being a great golfer at the beginning and just getting more and more accomplished at it. And, you know, like to reference what Jeanti said a little while ago, you know, Africa is in the situation that it's in because of this label and treatment of being a, a developing area of the world and and what that's kind of done is left africa and us with the opportunity to like take that disadvantage and really turn it into an advantage right and that because nobody gave it real care and nurturing you know after the colonial era you know we don't have in africa all of these legacy structures that Europe and North America labor under, right? You know, like there's no way to affect real change because of the systems that we have in these areas of the world that are supposedly developed. And so in Africa, what we can do is kind of leapfrog them, right? By taking blockchain technology and, and networking effect, right? We, there's so many things that have been studied over the last 30 years that we know how things work. We've been able to map things mathematically and map growth in certain areas of, of industry and populations so that we know exactly what happens with network effect, right? And so, and just since January, you know, WADA has grown from being 
Mercy and, and the group that we have in Nigeria to six countries on this Fund 5 proposal, which we wrote. I mean, when was that? We wrote that in March. We've been waiting on the catalyst process. And in that time, you know, we've got like three more countries that are going to be joining the WADA Alliance by the time, you know, Fund 5 actually gets done. So we're, we're witnessing, you know, that academically described and mathematically verified uh, network effect. Mm-hmm. We're, we're seeing it happen right now with all the people that we know, right? And so we're, we're kind of like busting out at the seams. And I think that, you know, what's so cool about uh, Cardano and, and the Catalyst uh, project is that we have this mechanism as Cardano holders, right, to fund as a community exactly the plan, you know, to build out Africa. And so that's, that's, I think that that's what WADA is representing to the whole Cardano community is like, hey, this is actually why you invested in Cardano. And this is a team that's actually self-organized and is, is experiencing network level growth, you know, while we wait on the, on the process itself, mm. you know? And so we can, we can hit the ground running, but we've got to deal with infrastructure issues, right? Which were known from the very beginning. And that, you know, all of our, all of our colleagues that are part of this alliance in Africa, we can't talk to them. That's why they're not here talking to you and you're talking to some white dude from Alabama, yeah, right? We can't get them. We can't get them on a video call, oh. right? And they're they're the, they're the ones on the ground that are actually doing this, and so they need that internet connection to be able to collaborate effectively with one another, but also to actually get involved in the Cardano blockchain protocol mm. and run stake pools for themselves. Mm. Yeah, you know, and so that's why we're yeah. here. It's um, the access part is is big. Um, like the big problem is just not having access to these tools, these platforms, um, that everyone else has access to. And considering we're now working as kind of a global society, everyone's interact. We can interact. We can trade with most people around the world. If you don't have that access and that access comes through, uh, the internet and you need some device to interface with that internet and hopefully world mobile can, um, help remedy that particular problem. But once we solve that connection problem, the access problem, then we're at this this base level playing field where we can all talk to each other, we can trade with each other, we can help each other, we can do all of this. But in order to get there, we need we need access, we need connectivity, uh, and blockchain uh, hopefully can um, help with that particular problem. I love how you talk about uh, Michael Jordan because I love sport. Um, my sport is actually rugby. But um, I, obviously, I know who Michael Jordan is, and I like that comparison to Michael Jordan. And it made me think of, because blockchain and crypto is still very, very new considering where it can be in the future. Kind of reminded me of where Michael Jordan, I'm pretty sure in high school, he got booted off his basketball team, didn't he? Yep, sure did. He had a hard time, I feel man. like we're, we're there at the moment. Crypto as a movement is Michael Jordan being booted off the, um, we're kind of at that stage where, where like a lot of people are trying to boot us off the team, but give us a bit of time and we'll be the, the greatest uh, basketball yeah. player in history. Yeah. Um, you mentioned fund five. 
Do you want to um, speak about some of those proposals and um, what those proposals are, maybe how much are the resources that you're seeking, the, pe- by the amount of money that you're seeking, and, and ultimately what your, the plan is to use that money and, and all of that? So our, our main proposal um, in Fund 5 um, is planting roots in Africa. And it's in the uh, Grow Africa, Grow Cardano category. It was a community um, uh, suggested challenge. Um, I don't know how much you know about these uh, community challenges uh, that was uh, put forth in Fund 3. Actually, Steve was a, was a co-proposer in that, uh, for that particular challenge. And the Cardano community said, yeah, actually, we want to grow Africa because we want to grow Cardano. So... Um, that's the, one of the reasons, um, one of the many reasons that we, we, we got even closer to Steve uh, to sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, help us to be true to the, to the spirit of that particular proposal. But basically, um, you know, as, as you so beautifully said, Blaine, in terms of what our mission is, you know, it's all about connecting, um, you know, devs and entrepreneurs uh, to the Cardano ecosystem and also to DLT in general. And we do that through um, education, we do that through um, infrastructure and also DAP creation and automation. Um, as Steve has, has already said, a big part of to be able to make this possible for, for, for the devs to be able to access, say the Cardano Foundation uh, recently uh, developed portal, to be able to mint NFTs, to be able to start developing adapts. Uh, 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 it all goes down to being able to have the access, you know, constant electricity and constant, um, you know, near constant internet. Um, so that's what we are, we are trying to do. So in addition to sort of looking out for maybe the big players and how that could uh, work out, uh, we're also looking out on the ground, uh, what are the steps that we can take? And these are the hubs that we are actually creating um, or helping to establish on the ground, uh, not just in West Africa, but very rapidly. Uh, it's actually, you know, um, Jonti here is already in Central Africa and we're going to Eastern and Southern Africa. So um, I think that that's the main proposal that we want to talk about because we are really very passionate about that particular proposal because in a way, we feel that without that proposal going through, it, it might be difficult for us to do all the other uh, uh, proposals, you know, not just um, even uh, our own proposals, but our partner proposals. Um, the total funding that we're asking for that is, is big. Um, it's almost half of that um, uh, uh, category is budget. So it's, uh, we're asking, I think, 115 or 20 um, K. Yeah. So, um, but the reason that we, we, we think that we need to do this and do it now is that we do have to open the access and start training people that are close to the problem and that can um, start developing solutions to the problem. Yeah, I, I would like to just kind of jump in here and kind of point out the fact, you know, we've got Senegal, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Nigeria, Cameroon, Democratic Republic of the Congo, right? And they all kind of are in similar situations but those are all really unique communities and they all kind of need to go through the same process, right? In that they all need to communicate to their, to the people who don't know anything about Cardano and blockchain, right? And they're going to run into different types of people in each one of those countries. 
and that will inform you know one country's experience will inform another country's experience and we've got different uh you know like in ghana and ivory coast we've got like university level people that are working with those hubs and you know in the other countries we've got real business people working in those hubs and you know in a couple of the other countries we've got real people working with in, in agriculture and so we can we can kind of shortcut every individual hub's process by taking this this combined experience as we educate our local communities and and deal with the business people that we want that the hubs want to deal with as well as the government people yeah, yeah. because everything's kind of got in a similar state but we have individual processes that we have to go through and and so we need to be able to inform one another you know to to so that each country has a rounded yeah. uh, product to offer, you know, whether that's education or actual engaging with business. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you're doing these negotiations with different countries, once you set up one hub, when you're doing these negotiations somewhere else, you can reference that first mm -hmm. hub and then you can be like, right. you use it like as, as an example. So that's a resource. Yeah. As a resource. So, um, in that sense, probably the first couple are going to be the, the first few are going to be the hardest, but then everyone thereafter is going to be easier and easier and easier because you'll have this, this, this evidence here. You'll have this reference point where that will happen. The negotiations, you can be, be like, we should build this here because of X, Y, Z. And here's the proof. So the, the, the initial stages are probably like in everything, really. The, the first one's always going to be the hardest getting it off the ground. And then you build up momentum and then, um, mm. it becomes so, a bit so, easier. Yeah, go so Blaine, just to quickly clarify, we already have uh, the, the hub in Ghana in terms of the people yeah. and the connections um, uh, in Ghana and in, um, in, in Cameroon, mm -hmm. as well as in Nigeria. Um, we also partnering with ABCD, they are a partner um, um, in, in, uh, in Nigeria and we do have a WADA owned um, uh, hub as well. Mm -hmm. uh, also in Africa. So it's already quite a bit yeah, of yeah. activity on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing is that we do need to put a bit more structure into um, uh, the, the activity that's on the ground in terms of making sure that they have access so that we can, we can keep communicating and getting stuff done. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah I just wanted to clarify that. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just wanted to say that there's an eagerness as well. So there's a spirit, you know, right now, um, people are excited about it, you know, not only in the Cardano community and in other communities, but also on the continent itself, you know, and it's, it's, a, um, I can't remember exactly what the numbers are, but I think, um, uh, the average age on the continent is like 19 or something like that. Um, so, you know, when you, when you think about, you know, all of these folks having an opportunity to participate, in, in this, this economy, this world economy that's just growing in general, and, you know, with the goods and services that they're able to provide, there's, there's definitely a, an eagerness there. Mm. Yeah. And also uh, the, the idea of countries. Uh, for the moment, Africa is organized in terms of countries. But can, I can tell you in my experience in the diaspora and in other groups, I've never been in a more diverse uh, community than Cardano. Usually what we do, it's usually whether you all speak French, or you all speak English, uh, but in Cardano, I think even those countries, those those barriers, those frontiers, 
the political uh, location of a country makes it even harder to work with other Africans. But with Cardano, I'm finding it much easier than in other kind of trade or any other kind. Because even for schooling, when we want to collaborate with a country like Burundi, even the number of years or the number of, 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 of cycles you have for the, for, the, for the degree do not match, let alone even some other aspects of the, of the, of the, the visas and some other issues. So everything takes longer. Uh, so with Cardano and blockchain, I'm sure certain barriers are going to be uh, uh, broken. And uh, Africans in general will not even talk about uh, different countries. No, somebody who works with somebody in Ghana on Cardano won't even have any feeling of being far from that person because already we are kind of working together in a level which I have never seen in any other project. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would just like to add to that. You know, what I've started to get excited about lately is somebody, somebody nobody here knows uh, grabbed me on the Discord server recently and said, you know, I think, I think it, you should go speak to Native Americans. And as soon as she said Native Americans, it was like a light bulb went off in my head because, you know, in, in talking to Mercy and, and Jonti and everybody in the WADA team, what I've started to realize is these, these kind of national and tribal differences, they, you know, they matter less and less. And ever since this friend of mine said this to me, you know, and I've been doing trying to research and kind of get, get a feeling for, the situation for Native Americans in, in the United States at the least. And, you know, they collaborate, right? These different tribes in North America, they collaborate now, whereas, you know, 100, 150 years ago, they never would have thought about it. But they're all in the same boat, you know, and they they need one another and they help one another. And, and that's why I, I just, I really got excited after, after thinking about it a while that, that, yeah, I think she's right. You know, if, if not me, somebody needs to represent the concept of, of this technology to Native Americans because they have every reason to grab onto something like this and nothing but the same old, same old if they don't, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. And, and I feel the same way, you know, obviously, I, I think the Africans are in the same situation, you know, like this is a chance to really jump, you know, like really jump in terms of possibilities for themselves. And, you know, like Sydney pointed out, you know, with that statistic about the age of, of the African population, you know, 60% is, is a statistic I heard, 60% of the population in Africa is under 30 you know, what, what do they have to look forward to if things remain the same? And I don't think they want it to remain the same. So I think this is the opportunity that we can offer. Yeah, the community in Cardano is, is special. Obviously, I've, I'm a bit biased when I say that, but that bias came didn't come out of nowhere. Um, like this community is, mm -hmm. is um, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and the one thing I like particular about Cardano is... Um, this this dream of changing the world like it's not just a technology it's not just a um this tool that we can use to uh, do commerce with each other globally there is like the it's it's driven by the the why as opposed to the what and the how and to me that really resonates with me the the why um and charles hoskinson is obviously really good at um He's really good at communicating that dream. And I think that's what sold me. 
Um, and I think a lot of people with Cardano share that. Like you talk to them about, you know, what we're doing and and I've been in, in groups on other cryptos um, kind of sussing everything out. And it's always talking about, you know, the price go up, price go down type thing. But like you speak to people in Cardano, it's like, oh yeah, we're trying to charge, uh, change the world. We're trying to bring access, like connecting the unconnected. And like, it's coming from a different place. Obviously we like price go up, price go down, like, like everyone where um, that's kind of interesting. But what's more interesting I find within the Cardano community is this, this deeper mission. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a testament to Charles, right? Because Charles could talk about anything that he wants to under the sun. You know what I mean? He's building kind of, I mean, he really can. You know what I mean? He, he's free to talk about whatever good. it is that he wants to talk about. And he, he talks about these things. So he, he's, he's injected that into the conversation. So we're all coming together, you know, you and the rest of us, like in the Cardano community, because we do share that dream. That's something that's important to us. Number can go up and go down and it's going to happen. A lot of people are going to get paid. They already have, you know, but like, because there's other founders of projects, right? And you can get an idea of what that project is going to be about by just listening to the founders, you know. So, so Charles has, you know, this has been something that's, you know, dear to him, and I think that he's he's really done a good job of staying, you know, true to his principles and 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 building something out. And that, that's another thing too. It's like we're we're going through the process of Cardano being built out, so we're 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 experiencing the like the substance of the protocol. You know what I mean? So we, mm. we, we're, we're probably we're going to know more than other people because we've been here for like ever, you know, um, and like what, 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 this is, what this has been and the updates and just all of it, you know, and, and, and the, the strength of the, the protocol. So, um, yeah, I think we're all here because, uh, you know, he, he's painting that vision. Uh, I think uh, we think it's a really good vision and, you know, want to draw more people into it. And, and it's going to happen. You know, right now it's just a matter of kind of a matter of time you know we, we, we have a lot of momentum in that direction 100 mm, mm, yeah I, i'm not sure how i've got a couple more questions have you guys got maybe five minutes still yes. sure, yeah. cool cool um i love talking about that stuff first of all um that gets me excited every single time mm. it's morning here so after this podcast i'm gonna um i'm, I'm inspired to do more work all right um Speaking of work, we've got a lot of work to do, um, but I imagine it's there's got to be a bit of friction along along the way. Um, for this particular project, what are some roadblocks that you see potentially in the future that WADA will have to to overcome to realize its full potential? Like, do you envision any particular obstacles that you're anticipating? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, you know, and I think. You know, like for me, I mean, you know, like getting getting drawn into the water uh, dynamic was was a relief for me, you know, because, you know, most of last year I, I spent wondering, you know, like Charles, Charles and his, you know, he threatened the community with an Africa special for God, it seemed like forever. Right. And then when he announced it, you know, it's like, OK, that's great. You know, well, what's that mean? Right. You know, like. He's got to go to 50. He's only got to go to 53 more countries to make a deal, you know? And I was like, man, that's not, that's not, that's not happening. You know, like that's too slow. I ain't got time for that. You know, I mean me, you know what I mean? Just, I'm just a guy here, you know, but I'm like, this shit's got to happen faster than that, you know? And, the, and then here's water, you know? And I think it is that, that perfect synergy of, you know, like, 
you know, Charles can get the attention of a head of a state, you know, that's great. What's, what's that do for people on the ground, you know, but that's, that's water, you know, and this is kind of like what we can do, you know, we can start on the ground. We want to start on the ground because, you know, everybody in this room, you know, Jati and, and Mercy and, you know, everybody's got, got family, got friends, got connections on the ground in Africa. You know, they don't want to wait for Charles to get, get, get worked their way to Cameroon, you know, but that's, that's the beauty of the, of the Cardano protocol, you know, it's that like, we can pay for it. We can pay for that, that growth from the ground up, you know, so that, so that when, and if, you know, like deals are made with these nation states that they actually take those larger, larger systems and actually blockchain them, you know, uh, you know, people on the ground will, will know what's happening. Right. You know, like they made their deal with Ethiopia. I guarantee you 99% of the Ethiopians don't know anything about it or what it even means if they do know about it. Right. But that's kind of what we do. You know, we talked about we talk about this. We spread it around. And, and that's that's the point of of saying to the community, you know, we, we need this stuff, <laughs> you know, you know, like we need an office, you know, like we need a real Internet connection. We need we need power that doesn't go out, you know, and because that's what they all labor under everywhere. You know, even in these big cities in Nigeria, you know, like they have brownouts all the time. You know, you can't do blockchain when you got brownouts going on. You know, you've got to you got to have power. You got to make sure that it's uninterruptible. You know, and there's there's stuff going on that needs yeah that needs the Cardano community support. I mean, that's I mean that's why I'm involved. And that's that's kind of what I argue for all the time. So to add uh, to 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 add to that, um, you know, like in our blue sky. We don't have any limitations when it comes to funding, right? Because then we're able to, you know, get people working on this uh, sort of uh, full time or near full time, and people are able to plan, uh, you know, both, you know, like uh, you know, as we've all said, the Cardano community is just, just the most generous, brilliant, skilled people that are willing to 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 help, and a lot of of them have. Uh, donated a lot of their time um, to help, you know, whether be where it is now. Um, but it, it comes to a point where we need, you know, more uh, certainty in terms of, okay, this person is, is here to work on this thing consistently for, say, one year, right? And these are the deliverables. Or even to go on the ground, you know, these people are on the ground, this group of people, and we commit to them for a year, and we know that they're able to do this work, you know, consistently for a year. And that's how they draw in the, the volunteers. Steve has said, you know, that's how they pull in their network. So um, I, I think that funding uh, could be a big issue for us, especially, and as I've said, you know, Catalyst was a big initiator for us, absolutely. Um, uh, having said that, the way that uh, uh, Catalyst is set up is that you are more likely to win funding when, um, 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 you know, the amount that you are asking is not that much. You know, Steve will tell you that we had a lot of conversations, even um, uh, uh, for us to sort of agree <laughs> that we should, you know, settle around um, uh, 100K for planting roots in Africa. So, um yeah, I think that that will always be a challenge. And I think that at this point, um, I hope that we have proved ourselves to the Cardano community to the extent that 
Um, they are willing to trust us with more funding to be able to get the work done on a consistent basis. So just so we are not just going around and begging for labor, inconsistent labor, so, so to speak. So um, yeah, um, uh, that's what I would say in terms of the, 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 the barriers that we foresee. Okay. And so this is um, a ground up approach, I guess. So you're saying working on the ground, you're kind of addressing the problem at the roots and then working outwards from there as opposed from kind of the outside in, which exactly. is the approach that I like. It, it's often a, a bit harder and maybe a bit longer, but the, the solution is more thorough and it actually addresses a root problem as opposed to just putting a, like a, like a bandaid on it. Like to me, you're trying to solve exactly. the root of the problem, yeah. which is really important. Yeah. To actually even define the environment, uh, Steve was mentioning, uh, we have to insist on repeating as to how the environment is, because certain setups in Africa may not be familiar to somebody who is not living those, saying that the electricity is an issue. If somebody else can tell you, like, how can electricity not be available? So we have to kind of explain that uh, the first step is to put in, uh, like, the, the, the road before you actually start welcoming the, the, the cars. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, very true. And imagine what that's like. I mean, imagine what that's going to seem like. I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, we get hubs on the ground and we've got good power for those hubs. Yeah. Right. And we've got like the Starlink internet access. Right. And then these Cardano hubs can just say, Hey, come on over, have a cup of coffee. We'll tell, we'll talk to you about blockchain. You need to talk to your, your brother or your sister in North America or Europe. You can do that here. Right. It's no big deal because we got that covered. Right. And Cardano's Cardano's made that possible for you. You know, that's like that's like gold. Mm. You know, I mean, that you know, in terms of like, you know, reputation on the ground, in terms of public relations for the rest, you know, for the whole community, you know, the businesses will see that, you know, because they'll be like, hey, well, you know, like, why, why can't I do that in my restaurant? You, right? you know, you could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we kind of show you how, you know, we could show you a lot of other stuff too, you know, that's, that's actually got something applicable to blockchain. Yeah. Um, love this chat so far. Uh, and I think people listening will hopefully be inspired and I'm sure a lot of them will want to connect with you guys and support where they can. So for those people, how can, how can they connect with you, support your work and even get involved in some way? Um, yeah. So, where are you going to go ahead, Mercy? No, no, Sydney, you go. No, I was just going to say our, our website, Wada Alliance, and then we can go ahead and put that uh, in the uh, chat there. That way you'll have that. Maybe you can put it um, under the video. Um, but yeah, the, you know, get in touch uh, with us there. And we're, we're continually kind of, we're building things out. So the, the website, um, they'll be able to get a lot of information there. And then um, we're going to be offering ways for, for them to, um, uh, kind of, you know, take a membership in, in what it is that we're doing and so that we can get more information out, let them know, if, you know, if they have family, you know, on the continent or if, um, you know, they want to assist in some way or have some resources or connections or whatever it might be, um, they can definitely uh, reach out to us and, and we can, you know, we can continue this party. Mm -hmm. And I can give you Sydney's phone number, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be in the description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, my, my, my daughter might not like that so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then yeah, you're obviously so, so, on. So, oh, yeah, you go, Messi. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, like on whatalliance.org, you know, we're on Telegram, we're on Discord, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. We are very active on Twitter. Um, you know, if you if you reach out to us, we are very, very responsive. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to join your Discord. I haven't joined your, your Discord, but I've, I'm following you elsewhere. Um, Thank you. And also, um, for those that have registered for uh, Project Catalyst, um, support by voting for you guys um yes. read read the proposal and, and like you mentioned the the biggest hurdle at the moment is probably the funding to to mm-hmm. put all these actions or all, all these ideas into action and mm-hmm. fortunately for cardano we have a built-in uh launch pad that it's native to the blockchain and and people can actually vote on good ideas and they actually get real money to do real things so mm-hmm. Hop on there, vote for these guys. Um, That's a a big way that you can help support. Um, uh, The the last question that I have, and and, um, I'm not sure how we're going to do this because normally I just ask it to one person, but um, either like anyone can answer it on one person or if you guys all want to, whatever. But to finish up on, I I like to ask the people, what excites them the most about Cardano? Because for me, I always kind of very like trying to change the world and stuff like that. And people often have very passionate views on kind of what excites them the most because there's heaps of things to be excited about. So do, do one, does one of you or maybe a couple of you or um, one? Uh, would it be okay if, if all of us uh, answered? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, that'd answer, be my yeah. preference. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah what, what excites you the most about Cardano? Anyone who wants to go first can go first. Okay, I, I have a pretty quick answer. I, I, th- I think that if we can keep from shooting ourselves in the foot, what we have is an opportunity to make having money a non-issue. Hmm. Interesting. For me, what excites me most about Cardano is, is just the community. And I think it goes back to what Sydney said, you know, Sometimes uh, it, it's just the words that have been spoken uh, by Charles just attracted a certain kind of people. And those people are good people and they are thoughtful people. And um, I, I'm, I'm just excited about the community. Community. For me, it's, uh, it's the free ownership. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an enterprise for which you can contribute freely. And you can give uh, as much as you want to give. And when you talk about it, you don't need some copyright uh, uh, notices to to put on the notice. You really own it. And uh, for Cardano in particular, I think I own it a bit more uh, because even when, uh, for example, Charles talks about what are the benefits, he he explains something which I know it's actually beneficial for me. Like I, I kind of can't wait for it to happen. Yeah, because I know once it happens, again, I won't ask for permission. I will just use it. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Um, um, I think for me, it's the infrastructure. Um, you know, I talk about this quite a bit. Uh, it's just a time for me, it's a time for dreaming. Because if you look at the product projects that are in Cardano, you look at the projects that are um, that are in the ecosystem in general, there's some, there's some, yeah, there's a lot of creativity in the ecosystem. Some of the projects that I see... Um, 
you know, the, the types of things that people are thinking about, how they're solving the problems, all of those types of things, I, I think it's really amazing. And I really do. I believe it's a time for this kind of, just kind of a time for dreaming now because like whatever we whatever we we kind of dream of right now like there's an infrastructure in, 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 in place to support it you know like if you're one of you know if, you're, if your dream is to you know feed all of the people in the world you know what i mean that's a pretty big one um mm -hmm. like just 10 years ago i was like yeah you know what i mean yeah right feed all of the people in the world but you know now that infrastructure is is actually in place to be able to facilitate that type management you know what i mean so i think i really do i think it's a time for for you know dreaming and dreaming big and and really recognizing that kind of the infrastructure is in place for us to fix a lot of the problems we've been talking about for for you know centuries and mm -hmm. more yeah i love it i like what you said it's a time to dream this is mm -hmm. the time and just quickly to add to a couple of things that you just said I, I personally believe that humans are innately kind. There's of, often a lot of external forces which may um, express in unkind ways, but I think intrinsically we're, we're kind humans. And I think a big issue that we have is we don't have the infrastructure, like you say, to really streamline and facilitate that kindness. So if we have this infrastructure that enables that, where it removes a lot of the friction for someone to actually be kind to one another, then they will be kind to one another. Yeah, so exactly. that is really exciting because this is literally a technology that will enable a lot of that. It will facilitate a lot of that, that kindness yeah, and will allow, allow humans to actually be kind, which is intrinsically, in my opinion, what we are. Right. That's funny. You know, I, I really appreciate that because I was in a conversation earlier today with somebody and what we were talking about was the fact that our current systems, you know, at least in the Western world, are kind of designed to keep our reptilian brain engaged all the time, right? You're always in a state of this, this false sense of competition, this false sense of, of fight or flight, you know, and it's subtle, it's low grade, but it's there, right? You know, it's there on every level of our economy that you've got to, you know, and then it's partly it's kind of pressure from economics, you know, that we have we deal with fiat, which is inflationary. So your money's always be, becoming worth less. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. It's all an abstract, artificially constructed system. Mm -hmm. And we could just as easily make one different. And somebody has. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, and also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.